I'm not appearing in the book of Boba Fett. James is not appearing in the book of Boba Fett. You don't know that. Lacey, <laughs> probably not appearing in the book of Boba Fett. So who might appear in the show? We're going to talk about that right here on this episode of TRB. Mm-hmm. So welcome back, everybody. We're glad to have you here on the Resistance broadcast. John, Lacey, James here with you. Uh, how's it going? What's up, guys? We're back. Uh, this is our second episode in a row without missing time. We are back into <laughs> what they call a streak. <laughs> good to get back in rhythm here. So, uh, Lacey, how you doing? I'm good. It's kind of crazy, you know, when you think about it. We took literally one week off. I took a little more, but like as a show, we took one week off, and it felt so long for us because we yeah. like doing it. And we miss talking with you guys and stuff like that. But, like, you look at our whole track record, like I said the other day, it's, like, it's the first time since, like, 2018 that I've taken more than one week in a row. Because <laughs> yeah. usually we take one around the holidays and that's it. So it's just crazy. But it's good to be back. I'm excited to talk about Star Wars and things are starting to heat up and we're getting into 2022, which is exciting because we've been waiting yeah. and waiting and waiting for this next year to kick off with everything that's coming. And especially for me, uh, Celebration, I can't wait for Celebration. It's yeah, getting very real. Mm-hmm. It is getting real. We have we have some planning to do. James, where did you get the cosplay for uh, Schroeder from the Peanuts for today's episode? <laughs> oh, that's easy. We have lots of Peanuts stuff in my house. Uh, Bennett loves Peanuts. I think I've talked about that on the show, but he it's likes Snoopy, interesting. Yeah. Well, he likes Peanuts. He knows oh, the characters no. and he likes the music we listen to. Um, we regularly listen to like just the general Peanuts music. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're starting to, I'm starting to recognize more, um, like, I think everybody kind of knows like it's Christmas, Charlie Brown, but yeah. like there's a bunch of yeah. different specials that they did like Thanksgiving special and I'm starting to learn the music a little Halloween bit more. Too, right? Um, uh, yeah, there's a Hollywood, the trick or treat one. Where they're, great like, pumpkin. Remember Lucy's wearing like the, the, yeah, the great pumpkin, but, um, but it's funny too. Cause one of our favorite restaurants that we go to regularly called Raising Cane's, they have a licensing thing with peanuts. So Aww. so they're like they're toys and they always put up like peanuts characters outside and around. That's cool. Uh yeah, so we're always, what, it feels like we see them a lot cuz they're also at our local theme park, our Kings Island, that's the our like Disney World, local mm-hmm. Disney World. And they also do a peanuts licensing thing, so we meet the characters on a regular basis. They're just catering to, to Bennett, actually. I it's know just they, we go to uh, <laughs> Planet Snoopy is what the area of the park is with all their kid mm-hmm. stuff. It's been Nickelodeon in the past. It's been Hanna Barbera wow. in the past, but it's peanuts right now. And it's like Bennett couldn't have landed at a perfect time. Apple TV <laughs> is is all about peanuts and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like I love well, Apple stuff. It's crazy. So much peanuts. Schroeder, I love them. Off too. topic, James, but I'm thinking like celebration. We exercise get outside a little bit it's gonna be nice weather uh what we should play a little football maybe i'll hold the football you kick it and we'll have some fun you know if you could write up a contract that's signed a legal document i might do it as long as you don't pull the football on me and say that it wasn't notarized Ooh, well done all right uh (laughs) engines are warmed up let's hop into our first segment of the day james I fear nothing for all this as the Force wills it. First segment of the day is Will of the Force, of course. Uh, But before we do get into that, I want to give a quick shout out really quick uh, to our 
Patreon, uh, because if you love the show and you love what we're doing here on this podcast and you want to support us, maybe you should consider uh, heading over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast, because there you can join uh, the tiers for just $2 a month. It's not really that big of a deal, but you can come in uh, as a thank you uh, to what we do here. Um, We also offer a couple different tiers um, and at the different tiers as you move up you'll receive more and more content but you can get things like exclusive weekly bonus episodes and other perks like that uh, cool benefits as you continue to move up and up uh, but we just did our uh, general admiral call uh, which is always a lot of fun some of our higher tiers we, we got on we did trivia um, and those those guys are awesome but, uh, but it also helps us um, do different things as far as um, making different things for the the show on the YouTube channel, different content that we do as far as um, covering events, uh, planning for the future, uh, uh, reviews and things like that, uh, uh, lots of stuff that we do. So it just means so much every time you want to come over and uh, give us a little bit of extra thank you. Um, So please consider joining patreon.com. That's patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Join the resistance, everybody. Um, we got a couple Come questions here uh, for Will of the Force, and some of them are actually uh, submitted by patrons. So we'll, that's one of the perks. So we'll get to those here in a second. I want to ask first: Will Fennec Shand die in the book of Boba Fett? Uh, however, you know, if you want to throw in a bonus, uh, will Boba Fett be the person that kills her? If you do think yes, uh, John, I'm gonna start with you on this one. Uh, what do you think? So, kind of piggybacking off of what I said Monday. I think the future of Boba Fett is more of what we're used to with him, and that's him being by himself. So I do think Fennec Shan is going to die, um, and I think it might do something where it re-hardens Boba Fett to the man behind the mask, cold sort of thing. Uh, I think the idea of Boba Fett is what made him cool, and uh, I think they understand that. So you know, it would be cool seeing him working with someone, but I think ultimately... If they're going to move forward with the character, he's going to be by himself. And I think um, I think there's a chance she's going to die. And now, I want it to be him who does it because I want Boba Fett to be a villain and ruthless. And I think that would be great, like a great heel turn for someone who doesn't need a heel turn. But I don't think it's going to be him. So I do think she's going to die, but I don't think he's going to do it, even though I want him to be the one that does it. Lacey, uh, Fennec Shan dying in the book of Boba Fett and possibly at the hands of Boba Fett? So this is a great question because I really hadn't considered this, um, but I have to agree with John. I think she will ooh, die. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, and it, it's kind of funny because I'm just thinking of uh, Pee Wee Herman. I'm a rebel Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a loner, Daddy. <laughs> I'm just thinking about that with Boba Fett, whereas, you know, he's been on his own for so long. I think, you know, she came as part of the deal when he saved her life and she's like, Oh, I'm indebted to you. But I think he's gonna want to get back into that solo journey. I don't think she needs to be attached to him for the rest of the, his life and her life. Um, but I agree with John. I think it's her death is gonna cause him to have a turning point, I think, in this series. So yes, I think she will die. Um, man, I, I actually don't think she will. Um, I'm kind of leaning on them 
wanting to create uh, the sort of Han Solo Chewbacca uh, team up sort of back and forth type characters. So I, I have a feeling that's the, the direction that they're going. Um, I will say though, if the show ends and you really wanted to do a, uh, just an overarching, Hey man, this is Boba Fett. You can't ever forget it's Boba Fett. Um, there's this movie that came out years ago called funny games. I don't know if you guys, John, are you familiar with that movie? Mm-mm. Nah, it's, it's a really dark movie. It does not end happy. It's like, uh, <laughs> these, these guys break into a house and they, they, uh, tie up this lady or whatever. And, uh, you think she's going to get out of it and the very end of the movie there. Uh, they just like push her off. They're in a boat and she's all tied up and they just kind of push her off. And that's just how the movie ends. Like it, <laughs> they kind of get away with it and they just, and it just was for nothing. It was a very weird and dark movie, but it makes me think like, wouldn't it be crazy if you like think they're getting along and the very last scene of the the show is him just like pushing her into the pit or something you know and it's like that's it that's the end of the show and you're like man boba fett (laughs) freaking ruthless you know yeah savage could be really crazy like um oh by the way i heard you snitched on me kind of thing you know whatever right Mm -hmm. right. and that's just it close close the door on her but i don't know we will see guys uh looks like i'm the um not uh the popular opinion on that one but um let's move on to the next one you're a rebel rebel, donnie um (laughs) Our next one is a patron submission from General Nathan Shank. Uh, Nathan wanted to know, will we see Luke or Obi-Wan's homestead as an Easter egg in the book of Boba Fett? Lacey, you're going first on this one. I think we're going back to anywhere familiar. So uh, we talked about this a little bit on Monday. First of all, great question, Nathan. Thanks for being a part of our Patreon. Um, we talked about this a little bit on Monday about Easter eggs and like how I think, and I think you guys agreed with me, but how this show is just going to be nuts with the Easter eggs. Like there's going to be so much in this show that you can't keep track of it and you're going to be watching it over and over and over again and still see new things. I think this is an easy thing for them to do that would call back to the original trilogy without even showing these characters, obviously, just like the outside of their buildings. We saw it in Visions. They showed Obi-Wan's homestead in Visions. So if they're showing it in an anime you know, animated series, I can't see why they wouldn't do it in the live action Tatooine series, The Book of Boba Fett. Tatooine. Yeah. So (laughs) I'm going to say yes, I think they will. I think it's an easy Easter egg that will really get people excited, especially knowing that the Obi-Wan series is coming up soon. Gotcha. John, what do you think? Either one of these showing up? I'm going to say no, because the Obi-Wan series is coming soon. Um, I think there's a certain... just nostalgic heartbeat to those spots that they don't want to burst the bubble of it or the excitement of it on the book of Boba Fett. When those two spots mean more to the characters in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. So I think it may be sir. It may serve it better to wait and use them when you see Owen and Beru or when you see Obi-Wan himself. Um, so I am totally with you, Lacey, in terms of it's going to be Easter Egg City uh, on this show. But to me, it looks like the stuff at least we've seen aside from Jabba's Palace and Tatooine looks like stuff we haven't seen before. So I think they may be purposely trying to take us to a different spot on Tatooine. Um, now we may, who knows, we may see some of the other familiar spots. But for some reason, I just have this weird feeling because Obi-Wan's not that much farther behind 
that they're going to save those two locations in particular for that series. So I'm going to say no. Yeah, John, um, I'm also saying no for what I think is very similar reason. Lacey's a rebel. Yeah, she's the rebel on this one. Um, <laughs> and I, I think you're right on how they want to keep with that that heartbeat, as you were referring to, that that vibe of uh, nostalgia. They want to leave it for that particular show. Um, but my my reasoning was a little bit more in line with how I just think they want to keep the focus. So, I, you know, I think going out to Luke's or going out to Obi-Wan's or something like that would, I mean, it could potentially tie into the story, but it almost feels like they're, they're, they're trying to throw in fan service there. Um, and I think that yeah. it just keeping the focus on Boba Fett and what he's doing and working with these individuals and stuff like that really is going to put the focus on the show and not uh, have to sidestep and, and, and wink a little too much. So that's why I don't think they're going to show in there. But, John, you brought up the, the point as well that they want to save it. So that makes a little bit more sense to me. Um, I got another question for you guys, and that is... Uh, will Harrison Ford's Han Solo or Carrie Fisher's Leia ever be brought back in the same way that Luke was done in The Mandalorian? So, John, if you want to go first on this one, what are your thoughts? It's it's tough. And I don't know. They partially already did the Leia one in Rogue One. They, well... And they, you know, with Rise of Skywalker, but they mm-hmm. used footage of her, right? I, mm-hmm. Man. I I don't know. It's so hard. He doesn't Solo, know, folks. Yeah, Han Solo seems tough for me. Well, but they both seem so tough for me because Luke, you know, when he's in Jedi mode, you know, he can be a little more uh, monkish and stoic and you can kind of get away with that. But Han Solo and Leia are just such big personalities how do you That's do that point. with that technology so i i'm leaning towards no um i'd probably like it if they did it and i'd say oh they did a great job um but I, i'm just gonna lean towards no um lacy what do you think i'm gonna agree i don't think they will i i think it's tough because this time period is harrison ford's and not alden Ehrenreich's, but then at the same time, it's a little confusing because Alden is the younger one and they have him there to use as well. Um, like I said, they did kind of do Carrie Fisher already with Rogue One. Um, but I agree with John. I think there's certain personalities that don't work as well. We saw that in The Rise of Skywalker a little bit. Like Luke, to me, looked when they were fighting in the jungle like Luke's looked better than Leia's did only because I, it just didn't look right to me. Uh, and that mm. was with her own daughter playing her. Um, so I'm going to say no, but if they were to bring them back, it would be like in the background back of their head. Like, you know what I mean? Like you would know from their silhouette that it was them, but they wouldn't be on camera talking with characters. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Like mentions. Yeah, you know, I think I think I'm going to have to go bold and say that they are. Um <clears throat> I I hear the the criticisms there and I think that you're dead on with with both of them. Um I think the thing to remember here though is we didn't expect Luke's and they did it. Um before that we never would have expected Leia's and they did it. 
Um, so, you know, as technology gets better and better and we're almost, I mean, we're, we're almost there where we're, we're about to get out of uncanny Valley and be able to pull off some pretty amazing stuff. Right. Um, I think it's very possible that, that this is right on the verge of, of being comfortable with pulling this off. Um, and I, I also know that this might be a little weird. I don't think they would ever do it, but you know, they do have someone that could pull off the 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 rhythm and the rhyme of of uh Han Solo in those later years and that is um um now I get the Jamie thing. Costa? No, I'm saying um um Alden Ehrenreich. Hal, Hal, Alden Ehrenreich, yeah. Oh. I I know they probably wouldn't want to do that, but they do have someone that knows it. Like right, right, down, right. you know, had it down and got and approved was, by Harrison. Yeah, that was the thing. Like everybody, right. you know, when they did that big deep fake of like, oh, well, here's Solo and here's him with the deep fake. And it looks like Harrison Ford. Oh, isn't it so much better? It's like, but it only works because of the body language. The Everything below the yeah. face is dead on, you know, so it's like. Okay, this guy managed to pull it off perfectly well. If he would, if they ever wanted to cross over and kind of say, "Oh, he's reprising his role as Han Solo," we, I had the special thing that I got to work on. I, you know, anything's possible. Like I said, we were right. surprised by Leia. We were surprised by Luke. I, I think we could see it again. I think it's possible. Hmm. Um, moving on, uh, I got one other question here, and this is another patron submitted question. So, good on you, Spice Runner Ryan Wara. Uh, <laughs> our question here is. Um, my new Star Wars calendar says Maz Kanata was thriving in the criminal underworld from her keep on Takadana. Uh, so the question is, will we see Maz in the book of Boba Fett? I think this sets up our discussion pretty well. It's a good one to start with. Uh, Lacey, are we going to see Maz Kanata show up in the show? I really love this question, Ryan. It's that super, is a good one. It's super interesting, and, and I love how you're like quoting everything it's great uh (laughs) i would love to see maz make an appearance again and i know here on the show we've had a bunch of different discussions of like where that's going to take place because her whole thing is she's been there for thousands of years so or a thousand years thousand thousand years a thousand a thousand one a thousand uh but that's still a long time only one thousand (laughs) still a long time uh and we've seen her show up obviously in the solo book and a couple other things i think this would be a great way to tie her into to stuff would be in the book of boba fett especially because she's in that kind of underworld uh you know people are looking for information type scenarios um and i would love to see her castle again now that being said it's a little tough because her castle was destroyed and i don't think they're just building those sets unless they're doing the volume i don't think they're going to rebuild her set again mm-hmm. um well a lot of that was cg i think are you sure i think so maybe maybe not. the set inside is definitely not cg that's them in a set yeah Anyway, uh, <laughs> I digress. Uh, I think that we will see Maz again. Will we see her in the Book of Boba Fett? I'm going to say yes, because I'd like to see it. Hmm. I right, would John, like to go to there. <laughs> I want to go to there, too. I would like to go to there. Will Tina Fey I would like to go uh, there too. <laughs> be Maz Kanata? No, I'm just kidding. What do you think, John? <laughs> I'm going to say no, but I... I'm kind of with Lacey in that I want to see Maz again. 
I just, for some reason, I can't connect it to this show in my head. Like, I can't picture Boba Fett being like, I'm going to go visit Han Solo's best friend <laughs> in this bar. Because <laughs> I hate him and I want to be friends with his best friend. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say no. I don't, I don't think so. But um, I, I would love it, though. I like Maz. Big Maz fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so as we were talking about earlier, like Maz has that really interesting uh, ability to show up in literally anything Star Wars at this point. Right. Um, <laughs> she could show up in any book, in any era, in any comic, in any live action property. I mean, she's she's reached. Um, it's actually funny. There was a very specific point in time. It's, of course, been taken away by now. But at mm-hmm. one point, Maz Kanata was in the very earliest piece of canon media and the very latest piece of canon media on the timeline she appeared in things before the phantom menace and all the way up to like the last jedi or something at the specific time that it came out um so it was really interesting she that she holds that down and has not really ever like changed as a character as far as we can tell she may have had weird periods but um it man John, you you brought up you can't really uh, see her doing this, but like she also, I mean, this does feel very much like the character of Maz being in the underground, knowing these different people, seeing yeah. dark uh, entities or evil work it, you know, in different ways and call themselves different names and stuff. I could very much see her being part loosely in the the criminal uh, under underworld. That being said, I don't think she's going to be in the show. I think if they are going to do something with Maz Kanata, I, d- I just don't see her tying in with Boba Fett. I-, I think that's kind of maybe what you're getting at. I think if I see a Maz Kanata character, I want that. I, I want her in the Acolyte or something. You know, I just I- something that's yeah. just different enough um, that doesn't have her tying in with Boba Fett. I, I don't know something about that, but um but i'm so i'm gonna go with no on this one and john hopefully that'll take us into the uh discussion obi-wan once thought as you do by the way james i have a great spot i just thought of for maz Kanata to show up (laughs) of course solo too um all right the discussion this week, characters who could appear in the Book of Boba Fett. Now, the Book of Boba Fett takes place after The Mandalorian Season 2. We all know that. But it will also have flashbacks. Uh, so based on the timeline of the show and what came before it, the potential for character cameos is pretty vast. So let's have a fun dis- uh, discussion about who we think could appear in the series. How heavy will they go on Easter egg cameos? What familiar characters could make brief appearances or even have big impacts? Uh, let's just open it up because we didn't really, um, you know, we toyed with the idea of doing a Kessel run on this, but we thought maybe we would have more interesting tangents and back and forths and feeding off each other with just kind of opening this up. So we don't really know where we're going with this, but we kind of touched on some of these things like Maz Kanata, obviously, and, and that sort of stuff. But, um, the big one that we have to start off with that a lot of people are curious about because of the voice thing and how coy uh tomorrow morrison was being is do we think the mandalorian is going to be showing up in this show i know me and lacy kind of said we think it's going to be the handoff thing towards the end saying like now it's your turn again back to season three this was 2.5 here season three 
So James, do you think Mandalorian's going to show up or do you think they're going to keep him away? And uh, let's have some fun. Let's talk about this for a little bit. See, you know, who could be popping in on this show? Yeah, on initial thought, like, I think that it's very realistic that he does end up in the show at some point. They could show him and kind of tie it in. Uh, and make people feel like, you know, there's always that chance that people aren't watching the show like they were watching The Mandalorian. So if he shows up, then they go, oh, it's all connected. I should probably be watching that show, too. Gives another reason uh, for people to to pop in. Um, if it were me writing the show, I would try to keep them separate, as separate as I could, even though they're very clearly in the same era. And it seems like one takes place right after the other. Um <clears throat> but luckily it's not me writing it and it's a bunch of geniuses uh, <laughs> over there. So I think whatever they end up coming up with uh, is going to be the best uh, story overall, probably. But I, I think it, I think it's likely that uh, he shows up. Lacey. Yeah, I agree. I, I think I said it on Monday and I right Monday. Yes. Oh my God. What, t- what day is it? Uh, I think that he's totally showing up. Uh, Din Djarin is because this has totally been pushed as the Mandalorian season 2.5 so you can't have mm-hmm. that point mm. five part without having Din show up at some point and I think that uh, Boba Fett's character and Din's character's kind of stories have intersected and they're kind of going parallel with each other right now but even behind the scenes when this the Mandalorian was being created, it initially was pitched as a Boba Fett show. So I don't think you can have one without the other. Um, and I think John Favreau knows this, and I think Dave Filoni knows this. So he's going to show up because they have to hand it off to him to go into the next season of The Mandalorian. It's like Married with Children, Din and Boba. <laughs> Basically. Well, then you also have to think the... like, other. like Tatooine. <laughs> so who else from Tatooine would make sense to pop in on this thing? You know, like, you think Cobb Vanth could show up because of the whole thing with the armor? Um, yeah. Could we even get a smaller character like Pelimato um, popping in? Um, so I think Cobb I wonder... is very likely because he had the armor yeah. and everything. There was also a rumor, I think it was, I forget if it was about Rangers of the New Republic where Cobb Vanth's going to be part reworked of that now for him. or something yeah. like Yeah, so I, I, I don't know. And it's just how much overlap are they going to do with Mandalorian characters to Boba Fett? Like, sure. If they I had started to feel that Pelimato as... was already getting a little too much, if yeah. she yeah. shows up the second time she in showed this up, show I was like, too, oh, okay. I'm going to be like, what are we doing here, guys? Like, cast more yeah. people, more cameos, more characters. Stop going back to the same ones over and over again. Yeah, in this big I, world, you're only going to see the same four people over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I mean, that's how people keep feeling about Tatooine, but they keep going back to that too. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I think bounty hunters is a big thing we should run down. Like, what bounty hunters we think we could see? I know the big one that people are hoping for is Cad Bane because of the showdown and the, and the one that didn't make it into Clone Wars. <clears throat> um, so I. Th- I think that is going to happen. Um, I think, I think every this. I think this is kind of like the, um, Page Tico is going to die, prediction <laughs> of the Book of Boba Fett, where everybody guesses it. But um, what about others? Like, I think Bosk is one that is very interesting because someone said they even think one of those transitions look like Bosk at that table, mm-hmm. and they've been 
trying to figure out ways to get Bosk back in. He was supposed to be the big reveal at the end of Solo in one draft, um, which would have been weird. But I so I think Bosk can be definitely one. Uh, what other bounty hunters do you think we could see? Do you think we'll see that whole lineup like the usual suspects from Empire Strikes Back? So you you got to go down that line and think, you know, who's on this that, that might show up. And I think one of those um, uh, would be IG-88, but I'm like, but they but they already did this. You know what I mean? I, there's right. no way they're going to bring in IG-88 in the show where they just killed off IG-11 and all this other stuff. And so I was like, ah, he's not out um, or he's out. But uh, one that popped out to me, Dengar, always very possible. Um if they if they wanted to go down that route, he's shown up in in Clone Wars and a couple other stories around that time, so he's still in the mix. Uh, he's always uh, you know like it like we're looking at this show and we're seeing them stand around the table and there's just people in the room. You know what I mean? You're like, oh mm-hmm. man, they could very easily pull so many people off. Uh, but I think the the most obvious, more than even Dinjarn, in my opinion, is. Uh, Cad Bane and Bosk like for right. some reason I think there's just that natural draw to the bounty hunter world where it's like oh you know John Favreau loved playing with his action figures um and and that is kind of why Cad Bane exists on Dave Filoni's side is he like enjoyed that stuff so he wanted to make that character a very similar style to the uh cowboy Boba Fett bounty hunter uh, with spurs kind of chewing on his thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like everything about Cad Bane seemed like it was two steps away from uh, Boba Fett to begin with. So who's the best cowboy bounty hunter? You know, it makes sense that he's going to show up. And um, and then Bosk for whatever reason too. I think it's just because he gets the the line in, that, in the movie. You know, it's not even a line, but like they specifically mention his toes like hanging off the edge and he <laughs> says that sound or whatever or whatever and you're like mm-hmm. oh my gosh he's like he's the standout focus at that moment in the in the big movie so um i think that's why bosk is there but um but bounty hunters yeah none, nonetheless i think that they have a very good shot at showing up here i agree um, i think bosk is definitely the number one for me at least i know cad bane is obviously one of the ones that everybody's is like oh book it this is definitely happening no matter what it's like people are you saying book it no i'm saying you're saying that but but Uh people are definitely saying he's gonna show up because it just seems like an obvious thing to do for me i feel like bosk is that character even over cad bane i feel like bosk is the one especially for these kind of old school fans like a favreau would be a bosk Mm -hmm. yeah what about uh our boy dengar aka rothgar (laughs) Deng? This would be before Ron Garding. Yeah, it'd be in yeah in the in the slow transition maybe. Poor guy. Some of some of the other um, Forlom. Yeah, some of Zuckus. those. I just, I mean, they did zero, which was very yeah. Forlomish. Um, and then uh, some of those other characters, I just feel like they don't really have the same vibe where people are like. I hope that guy shows up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel uh, like only... once you get into that like nitty gritty of like this third ring character, this sixth person, like yeah. it doesn't get the same pull as a boss. I remember right. when I, I got my first Zuckus action figure and it... <laughs> yeah, I, the, on that lineup, it, it's, it is like IG 88 boss, 
and then Dengar, and then some other people that fans the the diehards know. It's like <laughs> you when know you're picking I mean? the it's Monopoly like pieces, and no one ever picks like the Iron. It's like <laughs> yeah. Thimble. That yeah, that's who Zuckus and Forlom are in this situation. I think. <laughs> um, I think it's possible that Dengar shows up, but you, you he's very notably like Australian, or he has that like vibe to his voice and all that. So I feel mm. like if they did bring in that character, it would be kind of a waste to not have him be a big vocal kind of uh, outlandish character. He he's, he's a, he's also sort of a cowboy, like a dangerous type of bounty hunter. Like he'll run in head first kind of thing. I don't know. Right. Right. Um, so what are their characters outside of that? Cause I know there's one that all of us would be interested in seeing from our own, want of a, uh, a different series which would be kira i think a yeah. lot of people are questioning if she's going to show up at some point that would be sick that would be so cool especially to see that. yeah with the synopsis of like oh the underworld and like what's going to happen and there was mention of different groups so it's like okay well based on the comics and what we know so far in canon there are all these other groups and people that are involved so where does that leave her she already had like an entanglement with Boba Fett before Return of the Jedi over right. Han Solo. Yep. So there's they have a history already that the comics created that that people who don't read the comics or catch up on the comics don't necessarily need to know, but it, it could help. Mm-hmm. What's I, interesting I think to that'd me be is really cool if Kira showed up. I'll is say that, that the story mm-hmm. group has always been pretty open about them saying. Uh, pay attention to some of the smaller canon media because right. we know we know what's coming two years in the future. Yeah. So you know you don't know that, and all the little things that we seed in, and we we kind of uh, we we want those bigger properties to get the connections that they deserve because when people go right. see them and they're excited about it, and then they go back and read something that came out three years prior. They're like, oh my gosh, that was uh, this character was a mention in this comic or whatever, and it, that's <laughs> right. the kind of stuff that's really cool and gets people excited. They know it's happening, and they know that three years later, when that live action show happens, it's going to be a big deal. Mm-hmm. So they want to, uh, uh, they want their their the legacy of all the content that they create to reflect that bit that time that is was a really big uh, Star Wars property, which is you know the Book of Boba Fett, you know, and who's going to show up in that. So. Paying attention to what's going on in in the comics makes you start looking at you know um, like Ochi, even though you know he was in uh, Rise of Skywalker. Right. But it seems like they're making him a more prominent character as far as showing up in. Um, he this keeps show. showing up. Yeah. Yeah. There's another character um, uh, that was like in an early video game, and all of a sudden it seemed like you know that character came back out of nowhere and is now in these these Kira comics and stuff as a bounty hunter character. Um, one that I would hope, uh, not to get off of Kira, but one that I would hope that is not, <laughs> it goes against my argument, they're not currently seeding this character at all, but Black Chrysanthemum, the like giant, bigger uh, Wookiee character that has right. you know all the dreads and stuff. Right, Um yep. That is a very popular cosplay fan uh character that people like to um portray and i think that given the opportunity to to show up uh in a show like this would put that character some of those underground comics and and other video games and other things where that character has shown up Mm -hmm. 
uh, on the screen and everybody going, who the heck is that? <laughs> like, I want to know more it? about that character. There's like a Doesn't giant. Some of the crew merch have like a dark wiki wiki? on it or something. Uh, yes. It did, yeah. So yeah. it was him, and he's like facing, he's like facing off against people that have surrounded him, and there was yeah. a Wookiee there. Yeah. So it's there like, I think be? Black Chrysanthemum would be um, someone who would who would tie in really easily with, uh, again, like bounty hunters and and stuff like that. So that's that one I'd cool. like to see. How do you guys feel uh, about Jabba showing up? Because like, look, we all know I'm a big fan of the Jabba puppet. But is this the place for it in a flashback, or should it be saved for another project? Man, that'd be tough for them to recreate all that for just like a flashback. Flashback, scene. yeah. Um, I mean, I'm all for all Jabba, so I would love that for sure. Um, that is interesting when you think about the flashback stuff. Like, are they going full Empire era or just mm. recently post Empire era, like that aesthetic and like to and even but probably like using similar film techniques or like uh color tones and stuff to like capture that that would be interesting right. but what what characters from that like because they've definitely how, said that that's what we're gonna see is moments from yeah like are we gonna see like uh, more ognots um mm -hmm. you know are we gonna see han and carbonite is han solo gonna make a cameo in a flashback in carbonite that's that possible would be crazy and then Chris mm -hmm. won't have to send you his Han Solo, one of our patrons at Lacey. No, he still needs to send it. He's constantly hunting for a prop. But, um, so yeah, the flashback thing adds a lot of possibilities. Like, anyone from Jabba's palace could, could like, mm -hmm. show up. Because if the focus is, like, if they do a Godfather 2 thing where it's like, well, the, the now of Jabba's palace is my home, and I've made it my home. Then they flash back to when he was just a, a worker or servant of Jabba the Hutt for hire. And they show like him walking down a hallway and like blasting at somebody. And then in the future, he sees the hole in the wall and he thinks back to like, I don't know how deep they're going to go with that, but it's something they could do. Like flashbacks, that's the thing. They, they Flashbacks have made speculating Star Wars very difficult, but fun, more, more fun because it opens up possibilities. But who would you want right. to see in a in a Boba Fett flashback, James? So, yeah, I don't and know. Would you like I mean, to answer Lacey's question? Would you want to see Jabba? So, th so that's I, that's where I was kind of thinking we were going because th the tricky thing to me is like we are very solo two centric. <laughs> we want that right. to happen. We want that story to happen. We want the the show to happen. And the thing is, is like, uh, let's be honest. If it, no matter what what you how you feel about Solo. If you say, hey, they are making Solo 2 and this is going to be the vibe, you're excited because they're going to bring back Jabba, right? Mm -hmm. My thing, though, is then I'm like, okay, well, th there's where you got to save it. You got to do it for that show. Don't put it in Book of Boba Fett. We don't need it, whatever. That being said, there's nothing to indicate that that's happening. Right. So assuming that's the solo two is not happening, assuming there's no show, assuming they're never going to touch on that era because they tried, it didn't work, whatever, or it did work, but we're not, we're not doing it again, whatever. Then yeah, sure. Put them in this show. I don't care. You know, like the, I'm sure there are other times you could probably use them, but if you did want to give us a, a fun flashback and be like, um, you know, 
uh, you show this scene and he's like talking to Jabba or he's working or he's getting a deal from Jabba or, or maybe it's even just like really quick, you know, they, they, it's no dialogue or anything. It's just like that. It just shows him talking to him or something, you know, it's like, I don't know. I don't know what they could do, but it really is going to ring that nostalgia bell and it's going to make you feel really good about the show. Um, you know, we've talked a lot anytime they ever, they reference or put you in the place of, Hey, remember return of the Jedi. It's about to set up a scene. that's going to make you feel real good about what you're watching, you know, cause all the new content now somehow lives in the world of all the stuff you already love. So speaking of nostalgia, is there in your just gut reaction to this question? Yes or no. What's the chances Darth Vader shows up in a flashback in this series? I say no. I'm saying no because I think they're saving that stuff for Kenobi. Yeah, that's yeah, I mean that's, that's fair. Yeah. I I try to think Darth Vader and I go again, it's like kind of what we were talking about earlier about uh, uh, Owen's homestead and stuff. It's like I feel mm-hmm. like you're you you're you're almost losing your path. And you're going out of your way just to be like, sometimes Boba Fett even talked to Darth Vader, you know? And it's well, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could be part of the story and it's there and it's cool and whatever. Um, but it also just does feel like there should be no reason t- to have Darth Vader involved, really. He, right. he does like a bounty job for Darth Vader and he shows up with nothing. And Vader's like, where's the bounty? And he's like, I disintegrated them. Yeah. <laughs> That that's the thing is like we like as far as Boba Fett working with Darth Vader, we only know of one for sure, but we're li- but likely two. <laughs> yeah, likely yeah. the one where he disintegrated somebody, unless of course that's just what he does. That's his reputation and his signature move. And if Darth Vader's gonna hire him, he looked at the resume and said, "But none of that, none of this crap at the end. I don't yeah. want any of that." Right. Um. That's the only thing. But I I don't think Darth Vader's gonna show up. That's my yeah. I, agree. I, I don't. I don't either. Just thinking of potential other potentials of flashbacks. Well, um, when we were talking about Cobb Vanth, um, mm-hmm. it does make me think about how they pulled that character out of a book. You know, that's what I was say, thinking. Yeah. You know, hey, yeah. put this character in this live action show, and it really is, it's you start thinking about the era and who could be around, and uh, you know, we have Iden Versio who at this time is like around and, and very uh, recruiting and stuff for the uh, true new Republic and all this. And mm-hmm. um, it, it made me think of that. And, and many of the other characters that are also in like um, uh, the aftermath books, some of those people could pop in. I get really excited about that. A, a young Tem and Wexley, you know what I mean? And, and his robots and stuff that he was always building and, um, not Bones, because at this point Bones would be dead. But um, spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> but um, but no, I mean just those characters. There's even characters from um, what? What's the what's the um, uh, the f- squadrons? You know, there's a story to squadrons with with those characters that show up and some of the people who like defected against the Empire and they're like lead characters in that game as well. Like it really just there this particular era was really ripe that aftermath one year leading up to the battle of the Jakku. There's so many characters. It's almost impossible to name them all because all of them have potential to show up because most of them did not die at the battle of the Jakku. 
they won and Mm -hmm. they kept going and those just it kind of wrapped their stories they're like well that's it for us but it's like a couple years later they could show up very easily for this reason or that i know will went on to like become a a senator for his uh planet that's an aftermath or um yeah an aftermath character or no i'm sorry alphabet squadron character so it's like you have people that got into politics you know so very easily they could be involved in this or that and show up and i i I don't know that it this is a very interesting era that we're in um because i feel like anybody could be in this especially there's a lot of connections between the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy and everything else yeah yeah that's the thing so do you think there's any chance we'll see another clone since he can play them like Rex or someone else, or is there a chance they do de-aging and we get a flashback of Django Fett? Cause he does bring up Django Fett in the Mandalorian, um, his father. And that could, if they really want to hit you in the chest that they do like a, a quick Django and Boba flashback or something. Um, I mean, this, that's it be tough because they don't have the same, <laughs> Oh my God. They don't have the same kid. That would be tough. What did James say? I missed that. J- Django, Django Flex. Flex. Like <laughs> our special effects abilities <laughs> to bring oh, it back. You. All right. Um, <laughs> what are you saying, Lazy? I said it tough? would be tough because they don't have the same kid. Like they can DH that, him, but they don't have the same yeah. child. Whereas if you do it from like a point of view, maybe, or with him under the helmet, maybe, but it's tough when you have a child actor that's not the same person. And I agree. Like that. It would have to be something where the kid's in his room and you just hear him yelling to him and Django's yeah. doing something by himself or something like that. Right, right. Well, I could de age Daniel Logan too. <laughs> yeah. Just like have him stand on his knees. Well, yeah, when they have the technology to start de aging people to just be little kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We've gone too um, far. <laughs> yeah, I, so on, on the topic of Rex, though, uh, if they're going to save a character, save it for Ahsoka and let yeah. Tamara Morrison be in two shows. Let him be Book of Boba Fett over here. I agree. And then instead of making him play two characters in Book of Boba Fett and he's interacting with them, I think it makes more sense to be like, we love Tamara. We, we want to have him back. He's also in Ahsoka. He's playing a different character, but as we know, they're clones, so he has that ability. I'd you know, love so that. I, I think you save Tamara Morrison and, and Captain Rex for Ahsoka and really make those Rebels and Clone Wars fans happy uh, aside from the Book of Boba Fett. I agree. 100%. Hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Well, I yeah. got another one, though. You want to hear another okay. one? Sure. We've talked about it before, but we're on the subject of clones. We might as well. Omega. Omega. Oh, yeah. Will she show up? We have been discussing this. That's true. I, I That's still, true. I'm, I, I lean towards I don't think so. I've, I've said on you know Monday's episode and even a lot in this one that I think there's a focus thing here. Right. As, as we talk about all these characters showing up, there's always the chance that they sidestep too far to be like fan service. Here you go. Here's this character. And like I what we really want out of this story is is a good story that just has to do with this. Here's the. Yeah. If they connect tricky. it to his past and Omega and all that other stuff, it <clears> could still <throat> be a good story. That's fine. But 
you know, if that's not what the story they're trying to tell, I don't want Omega to show up and be like, also, side note, I'm your sister. And there's nothing to do with you trying to uh, gain your honor back Get and revenge, take control, yeah. <laughs> you know, or whatever. Like, it, it wouldn't have anything to do with that. And the vibes that I'm getting from the show is more about him um, rebuilding himself after being left for dead. In the right. de- in the sands of the Tatooine desert. It's um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's tough because you'd have to. Uh, it would be hard to explain who she is in the time frame they're looking to explain. Like you said, all these other storylines. Yeah, yeah season seven one. Episodes. Let him get to where he's at. How confident since season are they two do that? In the, you know, or whatever. How, how confident are they in the reach of Bad Batch? To when all the you know the family sitting down are like, son, we're about to watch this show. I this was the first action figure I had when I was a little kid. I can't wait for you to see what this character's like. And they sit down and he's like, sister, clone, what? And he's just like, what? Like meanwhile, just- the kid is like. Dad, it's Omega. It's yeah. Omega. Like I know more about this, this show Omega than show. you do. You yeah, know? right, right. I know what's yeah. going on. I'm aware of this. He's a bounty hunter. You said That's he's a true. bad guy. That's true. No. Boba Fett's great. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it goes it goes both ways, John. It's like one of those things. Like no, I remember no. I, I used to argue like you know people would say Snoke was actually going to be Ezra or something like that, and the argument was always. No, because they're not going to rely on all these people having seen Rebels. But it, it's it's the other way around. It's like you can you could introduce Snoke to a new audience by saying he used to be uh, a Jedi or, you know, whatever. You can right. tell the story and say his name's Ezra. And for most people, they're like, oh, man, that's our first introduction to Ezra. And deeper fans can go, no, we know all about him. We know all this history. Very similar to Saul Guerrero. You know, we know we know about this character. Now you're yeah. being introduced to him, but he's been in these other things before. Um, so it, it goes both ways. I think they could introduce Omega as a, a sister, and they could do the whole story if they wanted to do that. But it's still, uh, but um, and and that wouldn't be relying on the Bad Batch. It would just give, it would give more advertising to be like if you're not watching the Bad Batch. Maybe now right. is the time for you to go back and give a couple more plays on this show that we worked really hard on. We were really happy with um, now that you're a little bit more invested in what um, the, some of the characters that were introduced there and how they, they play into the bigger legacy of star Wars. So I, it goes both ways. I don't know. I agree. <sighs> yeah. Well, I have one more pair that I, I've seen people buzzing about because of the Tashi station thing. And that's, uh cammy uh who's now cannily known as cammy marstrap and her boyfriend uh fixer um <laughs> lays lone osner big star like luke's yeah like luke's friends who didn't make it to the final cut of a new hope basically yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> um and this was the the woman that luke has the dream about in the tlj novelization about he, how he married her and whatever like, do you think they they do they go there and we just see like, you know? I totally think they could go there. When I yeah. saw those clips, especially like him walking in the door, that looked like Tashi Station. I was like, yeah, I could see that. I could see Hell Favreau yeah. being like, we always talk about Tashi Station. Now we're putting yeah. Boba Fett in Tashi. Like that's the kind of They're deep like, cut that I think me. he My friend Luke is a Jedi. 
<laughs> yeah, I think that that's the kind of deep cut that John Favreau would be like, yes, I'm on board because it makes sense to the original trilogy of what I fell in love with as a kid. Whereas when we saw the references in the gallery series mm-hmm. that Filoni's like, oh, what about this thing? And Favreau was like, what? I feel like what? Tashi yeah. Station is something that's such an iconic line in A New Hope uh, that they totally would do that. I think mm. the extra step of naming those characters or having them be there might be a Filoni reach compared to Favreau, but I think mm. the idea of Tashi Station is definitely something Favreau could be on board for. Yeah, I you agree know, with that. It's it's interesting, too, because I think both of them together, John and Dave, they work on... Not one, not saying one is on this level and the other's on this level, yeah. but saying like they together as a team, they work on the very obvious Easter eggs and callbacks and they're like, oh, people are going to get this. And then there's so many like deep ones that mm-hmm. often fans, I'm not even, oftentimes I'm not even sure fans have picked up on everything. Sure. Like, oh, this was in a in a catalog it was a free giveaway or something like that and there was this reference to this one character and we used the last name as the first name of this <laughs> character you know all these weird weird deep cuts um so to me uh when i think about like oh we're probably going to see dangar and bosk that's a deep cut for these guys i don't know you know they they go down so deeper they're like no we're going deleted scene you know we're going <laughs> We're going real far. We're going novelization of Last Jedi deep, right. you know, or, or right. further um, with with some of these references and, and things. I, I think it's very possible that uh, those characters do show up. And Tatooine uh, is just a breeding ground for that. Like you saw, like chat. Look at Chapter Five of the Mandalorian season one. It's just like the docking bays, the pit droids, R five D four uh the bar of uh, the cantina chalman's cantina yeah. like mm-hmm. just the, so the droid many. in in um the bartender is like the droid yeah now the yeah the droid is now the bartender right yeah, so yeah, yeah. there's so many so that's uh, just like how tatooine is so i i think there's just gonna be so many of those things and when we do our show um which we're still trying to figure out what we're gonna call it and do with it in terms of the Boba <laughs> thing but um <laughs> You know, when we do our Easter eggs thing, I think these this show is going to be loaded with them. We're going to be cutting ourselves off. Yeah. Um, so I I agree with that. And and you know, we're we're up on time on this on this discussion. We mainly wanted to focus on sentient characters. There's going to be loads of creatures and stuff, and quacky oh, yeah. and monkey lizards and all that stuff. We can get into that another time or save it. John for Salacious B Crumb. Salacious B Crumb. Maybe he jumped off the ship before he they exploded and he landed in the sand and scurried off who knows i would support that i like him but um and i think the guy who does the voice is still still around so but i don't have yeah (laughs) i don't have much else to add i don't know if you guys do um we can move on if you want i'm good all right so i'm good as well let us know in the comments uh what you think about the things we threw out there what are the most likely what are not if you're on social media quote tweet the episode with who you think is going to appear and pop in in the book of Boba Fett. And uh, we'll keep the conversation going. And you know what? In two weeks from yesterday, we're going to see maybe our first batch of who pops in when the first chapter hits our television screens. So uh, we're not done yet, though, uh, as Kylo Ren once said. 
So we're going to hand it back to Lacey because she's back for our final segment of the day. All right, guys, it's time for Resistance Transmissions. So this is the part of the show where we let you be a part of the show. And what we have is every week, John puts up a crazy, wacky situation, and you guys give your answers on Twitter to that scenario. And I don't know what the scenario is or what you said, so let's get into it. So this week, we asked you or posed the scenario of pick any Star Wars character, a holiday Christmas gift they are returning to the store, and why they are returning it. Nice. We're getting into the holiday spirit here. Everyone's starting their shopping. All right. So Nicholas Kratz at Nicholas Kratz is up first. What up, Nicholas? He said, Hondo Anaka, literally literally returning every gift every year for the right price. (laughs) (laughs) Way to get your handle, Nick. The most real answer. Yeah. Also, Hondo Anaka is another name that we should have really thrown out there as a possibility to show up. And yeah. Boba Fett. Yeah, totally. He's in the he's in the mix with Galaxy's Edge and everything. Mm-hmm. Next is Kevin Lewis <clears> at <throat> Thronzon Fan. What up, Kevin? He said lines of stormtroopers across the galaxy returning defective blasters because oh. they can't hit anything with them. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Come on, guys. They let him go. It was the only explanation <laughs> for the ease of their escape. <laughs> Next is Tyler Bradshaw at Ty Brad Five. Hey Tyler, he said Anakin return a nameplate for his desk because it said Anakin Skywalker Jedi Master. Oh, oh. man, when he would keep it. What are you talking about? I wonder who gave him that gift. Knowing Anakin, yeah, ma- he made it for himself. I think I think Mace returned that because he was trying to get Anakin the thing, and when it came and it said Jedi Master, he's like, no. I'm <laughs> Taking this back. Yeah. yeah. Next is Mark at the kind of vacans at the kind duh, underscore kind underscore awakens. What up, Mark? He said Rio Durant uh, returned a snuggie blanket after becoming friends with Chewbacca. Didn't what need a it lovely, lovely. I legitimately thought he was going to return the snuggie because it only had two arms. Yeah, like he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. That's a good answer too. <laughs> uh, next is Jolly Kylo Ten at Full Commander. What's up? They said Luke returned a power converter that Uncle Owen got him because he didn't actually need one. It's true. <laughs> he was just wasting time with his friends. <laughs> next is Loco for Pack at Loco for Pack, who said Tarkin returns his shuttle because he isn't going to leave during his moment of triumph. Oof. Uh, how'd that work Makes out sense. for you, pal? <laughs> And last but not least is Joey Sack at Joey Sack. What up, Joey? Who said Palpatine is trying to return the Death Star that the Empire Empire got him. It had a hole in it, but it's kind of <laughs> tough to return it when it's in so many pieces. Oh, yeah. Oh. This was clearly used. Clearly. You can't put it back in the box after it's that broken. <laughs> Just get store yeah. credit. <laughs> Guys, thank you. And it's on sale, so you get like two Here's dollars. a second Death Star. Yeah, thank you guys so much for your answers. If you want to be on the show, make sure to follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N and stay tuned for next week's situation. Mm -hmm. John? All right. Thank you to everybody for listening and watching, being a part of TRB. We're so glad to be back and we are here now forever. Um, So (laughs) make sure you do subscribe to the show on your preferred platform, uh, whether that's uh, an audio or on YouTube.com slash Star Wars Newsnet videos 
Uh, make sure you are going to StarWarsNewsNet.com every day for your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. Like James said at the top, patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Your support means the world to us. I and And we have to give a special shout out and thank you to our generals and our spice runners. First, our generals, Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Paul Olson, Jake Houchins, Oliver Lewis, Frank Grande, Joe Ritchie, Darth Hurricane, John Charlton, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Nathan Shank, and Val Trichkoff. And oh, our yeah. spiciest of the spice runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Double C Chris, Kendall Gelnar, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornack, Micah Harrison, and Thomas Hennessy. Thank you Love all for your people. support and all of our patrons. It means the world to us and keeps us going and growing in the future. So thank you. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and writing and editing at StarWarsNewsNet.com and my movie podcast, Just Like the Movies, available where you find your audio podcasts. Lacey, welcome back. Where are you at? It's good to be back. Good first week back. Uh, people can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. James? I'm pretty easy in the same spot I normally am at Myra Trunks on Twitter and Instagram. Right on. All right. We hope everyone has a wonderful weekend and we will be back on Monday morning as always with another episode right here on TRB. See you around kids. 